Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Well, now that we have uh, been living in the post-Roe versus Wade world, those of us in Florida probably have a little bit different experience of what's happening in many states around the nation due to our governor, Ron DeSantis, and a conservative Florida legislature. But we are seeing just an absolute outpouring of none other than pro-abortion lies. And to talk about those lies today, I mentioned Nicole Hunt is with us, and uh, she is with Focus on the Family. She is an attorney, and she serves as a writer and a spokesperson there at Focus. She uh, looks at the various aspects of uh, what's happening now. She gives her analysis. Uh, She's always advocating for Christians, for us to promote our faith, family, and freedom. And she writes about those as well. And today she's going to be talking about some of the lies that are just being perpetrated out there. And, Nicole, thanks for being patient as we were uh, doing a, a little bit of a, uh, of a housework here. But welcome back to Bill Bunkley Show. Uh, thanks for having me. So we've got lies, lies, lies. And some of the ones that you have been recounting is that, A, number one, abortion is a constitutional right. Eh, wrong. Abortion isn't murder, eh, wrong. And a preborn fetus isn't a baby, eh. Now, those have been the regular whoppers. Tell us a little bit about the new territory we're now finding ourselves in. Yeah, so now what we're seeing is we're seeing that the abortion lobby really is scared. The truth is, is that their business is selling abortions. So if fewer women are getting abortions, then that means that they are making less money and that they are less powerful politically. So they're amping up their fear-mongering game by selling lies that really should commonsensically make us say, wait, what? But in fact, what it's doing is it's really confusing middle America. Obviously, one of the most important ones, the first one that I said I list is about women. They say that women who have a life-threatening condition will be forced to carry their baby, even if it means that they die. And this is just absolutely not true, but it is intended to scare those in the middle who think that life is something important and even life in the womb should be valued and there should be restrictions on abortion. This scares them into thinking that somehow they are taking away the life of a mother. And it's just not true. Any state that has an abortion restriction or an abortion ban, they all include exceptions for the life of the mother. So if a woman was in a position where, and it's very rare these days, women who generally have some kind of a life-threatening condition, as they're far enough along in their pregnancy, it is possible to medically both save the mother and the baby because neonatal intensive care units have have advanced so wonderfully in the last 30, 40, 50 years. But the truth is, is that if there was a situation where there really was a choice between the mother or the baby, the law absolutely protects a woman's right to life. And folks, I want to tell you that if you were to go to Focus on the Family or have you ever signed up for Focus's special division? It has a publication called The Daily Citizen. Right there, you could see the very article that we're referencing right here with Nicole Hunt uh, as she talked about five different lies that we're talking about today. And again, that uh, overall website is focusonthefamily.com, 
folksinthefamily.com, but I also highly, every time we talk about it, recommend that you get your copy of The Daily Citizen, another beautiful source for you to be briefed from uh, uh, the issues of the day, from a Christian worldview and a conservative worldview. So in addition to that, we have another medical condition, and you wrote about this as well, and that is having to do with uh, ectopic pregnancies. Tell us about this big lie. Yes. So the lie is that women who have an ectopic pregnancy won't be able to receive treatment and that they could die. And so this, again, is also false. Uh, The truth is that an abortion is not the treatment for an ectopic pregnancy, and that's just a scientific fact that's recognized in all 50 states. If a woman has an ectopic pregnancy, and that is when a fertilized egg implants somewhere other than the uterus and it cannot survive, then a woman can absolutely still receive care for that ectopic pregnancy. Here's the bottom line is that if a woman were to try to carry an ectopic pregnancy to term, it would threaten her life because you just can't carry a baby, in, for instance, in your fallopian tube. The baby would die and the mother would die. And so what this does is this, this blurs, again, the truth. Uh, there are no circumstances under which a woman would be refused care if she had an ectopic pregnancy, and that is the truth. How about this one? I can't believe that they're saying that if a woman has a miscarriage, she won't be able to receive any medical assistance. Sure. It's such misinformation. Here's the thing. The abortion lobby likes to equate the unexpected death of a baby in the womb with the intentional killing of a baby in the womb. And the two are simply not the same. And it's very dishonest for the abortion lobby to imply that they are. Uh, In the case of a miscarriage, you have a woman who has a baby in her tummy and that baby's heartbeat unexpectedly stops. In the case of an abortion, there is an intentional taking of life from a baby with a beating heart. Now, the only thing that is similar is that sometimes women who have miscarriages, if their body does not expel the baby that passed, then a doctor will have to go in and remove it, and that's called a DNC. It's the same procedure that is sometimes used in abortion. But here's the thing. At no time is there ever the intentional taking of a baby's life. And the left knows this. The abortion lobby knows this. They're simply trying to fear, to cause fear and to scare people into not supporting pro-life laws. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, very important brief during these moments, and that is the absolute lies that are coming out of the pro-abortion camp. And we've been having that discussion with Nicole Hunt, which is an attorney, uh, a writer, and a spokesperson there at Focus on the Family. Now, she writes for the Daily Citizen. Two articles I want to point you to. Number one, she's written the article about the five lives the abortion industry is pushing. We're talking about those five lives. In a moment, we'll have her talk about the uh, the disinformation campaign in the state of Kansas that uh, brought forth that very surprising um uh, referendum result, uh, how the pro-life folks there really weren't prepared, and the truth about what abortion is all about, well, it was allowed to be spread, and the vote went big time in the wrong way. But let's get back to our discussion as we've been talking about five lies the abortion industry is pushing. Now, one is that pro-life pregnancy resource centers, they hurt women. And they should be shut down. They should not be able to operate. 
talk about that because they don't like those particular ministries because they cost them money by costing them abortions, right? That's right. Uh, you know, this can be farther from the truth. Pregnancy Resource Centers, they are the front lines helping women, empowering them to make informed decisions about their lives and about their baby's lives. Now, the bottom line is that abortion sellers really only want to convince women that there's one option, and that's abortion, because that is how they make their money. And when we think about it, what we see is we really see an an industry that isn't pro-choice at all. All they are is pro-abortion, because that is how they make a living. Uh, What we know about pro-life pregnancy resource centers is that they are coming alongside women when they are in a crisis point and they're not sure what to do in their pregnancies. They are helping them by giving them financial resources, by connecting them to uh, the community resources, and they're standing with them along that journey before the baby comes and even after the baby comes. In fact, they're even helping women who've gone to abortion clinics, gotten abortions, and later regret it and need abortion counseling, post-abortive counseling. They're helping those women, too. So the truth is is that pregnancy resource centers are coming alongside women. They're giving them more options than just kill your baby. They're helping them to be empowered and make decisions out of hope and not out of fear. And, you know, this is all about money. It's all about dollars. Dollars. It isn't about women's health care. It's about the very lucrative business of abortion. And now with the plague of the two-pill do-it-yourself-at-home abortion, which is just a horrific, horrific uh, concept all the way around, not only with uh, uh, abortions that don't go well, but for a woman or a teenager to or a teenager to try to secretly pull this off without their parents knowing it. And then uh, we all know what happens. Those of you ladies who've had a miscarriage at home, um, it is a, it can be a very traumatic situation. Now, on top of that, I want to ask Nicole Hunt to weigh in because, you know, the focus groups. We know that Marxists have been working overtime to kill the Christian church, as well as those that uh, are trying to push us into a... Uh, into socialism and communism and, of course, the woke crowd. Well, it stands to reason to try and, um, you know, uh, cash in on the anti-Christ, anti-Christian remnant here in America. So, well, as you would probably think or figure out, Roe versus Wade, well, it violates the separation of church and state. Nicole, take on that one, if you will. My first reaction is that this is so laughable. The truth is, is Rose reversal had nothing to do at all with the separation of church and state. In fact, there were not even there was not even a religious argument that was made when the debate was given before the U.S. Supreme Court. Not a single one. And this is the bottom line. When Roe was overturned by Dobbs, constitutional order was returned, was restored, and then power was returned to the people to be able to make these decisions. It had nothing to do with religion. Now, when the people and their elected representatives uh, decide to to make policy on abortion, some may choose to protect life. But it is not a violation of separation in church and state for representatives 
and the people to choose to protect life. All laws are based on some type of ethic. And just because this ethic or this pro-life moral is something that a particular people would like to promote within their state, that's absolutely legal, perfectly legal. And there might be other states where they don't want to. And you know what? That's in line with somebody else's principle, a principle of convenience, perhaps, a principle of secular principle of uh, putting yourself first. But the point is, is that all laws are based on someone's morality, and there is nothing that violates the separation of church and state or the Constitution by creating laws that are consistent with a specific people's morality. Hmm. Now, folks, you need to get informed, but with all these bundles of lies, also, uh, Nicole Hunt uh, wrote recently at the Daily Citizen about the lies that were perpetrated in Kansas a simple referendum giving the legislature the authority, if they chose to take it, uh, to roll back abortion uh, statewide in Kansas. It was an onslaught of lies, and therefore, uh, by a pretty overwhelming majority, at least at this round, Kansas voted to be pro-abortion and not pro-life. Please tell us about how the lies in an uneducated um, uh, electorate was hoodwinked. Yes. So this is really important. It should be a wake-up call to the pro-life movement. Just because Roe's been overturned does not mean that anything is guaranteed when it comes to abortion policy, even in typically pro-life states. There was a 17-point difference in the vote in Kansas, which meant that 17% more voters wanted to continue to protect abortion under their state constitution. And I think that the abortion activists won because they controlled the narrative in two very important ways. The first, is that they had more money. And in this case, that money is power when it is in elections. They use that money to direct their narrative. And the second point is that they falsely asserted that the amendment would ban abortions in the state when that's not what it did at all. It simply would have neutralized it. It would have taken the power away from the state Supreme Court and given the power back to the people to decide abortion policy and their elected representatives. But the abortion lobby was able to spin the lie that this amendment would have banned abortion, which it absolutely wouldn't have done. So we need to be prepared and ready to reject and talk back against the lies that the left is spinning because they will continue to do this Mm. state by state. We're all out of time, but I am indebted to Nicole Hunt with Focus on the Family this afternoon. Excellent presentation about the pro-abortion lies. What should you do to respond? Get informed. Listen to this show. Go to Focus on the Family. Get your copy of the daily citizen have it delivered to you and keep up with the briefings of the day with that nicole hunt thanks so much for being with us in the bill bunkley show thanks bill thanks for listening to christian outlook our program is coming to you today in partnership with the pepperdine graduate school of public policy it's america's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on pepperdine's breathtaking campus in malibu california learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.